1: Welcome to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast. I'm Matthew of CastingAcross.com, where I explore the quarry and culture of fly fishing. Well, it's episode 121, and I'm finally doing it. I'm wading into the treacherous waters of one of the most argued debates in all of fly fishing. You've heard it at fly shops. You've seen it on YouTube videos, other podcasts, and articles online. It is the age-old question, what is the quintessential fly rod? The five-weight or the six weight. Now, let me cut off a few immediate objections that you may have. You may say, I fish for tiny trout on tiny streams, so a three weight is my quintessential fly rod. Okay, that's fine. Or you say, I fish a big river or a big lake out west, and I need a big rod that I can throw heavy lines and heavy streamers, so my quintessential trout rod is a seven weight. That is fine. What I am talking about is that mean, that median, that center point Of most fly fishers in our country who fish for trout and sales numbers show this and simply experience shows this that it's a fine line in between people going in the five weight direction and people going in the six weight direction And both exist, though, because there are needs and there's nuances and there's situations where one might excel better than the other. And this is reflected in the fact that virtually every manufacturer and every fly rod line that they make, if they're making it in this weight range, has a five and a six, and those are both always included. They might not have a three, they might not have a seven, but they always have a five and a six. So this is a conversation worth having. Now, a couple other caveats. Um, You might end up in a different place than me. And that's fine. I mean, this isn't gospel. This isn't some sort of objective truth. But the categories I'm going to walk through, just looking real quick, I'm thinking like five or six different things. I think these are categories that you should think through if you are looking to make a decision one way or another on a 5 weight. Or a six weight now. And, and full disclosure, I have multiple five weights and I have multiple six weights. But there's plenty of times where I'm traveling and I don't have the luxury of bringing multiple rods, and I have to make this decision, even if I'm going to be encountering a variety of angling circumstances. And I'll talk about that and and kind of my example rod uh, here in a little bit. But people buy both. But the question is and and this is especially pertinent for new anglers. If you are getting into this and you have your, you know, inexpensive fly rod that you picked up at at Walmart or Dick Sporting Goods or you've been borrowing one from somebody and you want to find a rod that's a good all-around fly fishing rod This is a a a conversation for you and something for you to think through. But at the same time, if you are maybe making that step into buying a premium rod, you want to spend that seven, eight, nine hundred dollars on an excellent fly rod, and some of them are simply fantastic. You know, this is this is where you really want to figure out, you know, in all these categories, I think I want to go towards five, or I want to go towards six. And I'm going to give you my answer of what I think the quintessential all-around uh, fly rod is. But like I said, I want you to think through these categories for your needs, for the situations that you are going to be encountering, and for really your preferences and uh, and, and make the decision yourself. And of course, it's all about your casting stroke too. You know, Your hand, your arm, your body, and, and your the way, the way you interact with, with the fly rod is going to have a significant impact on the decision you make. And we always have to remember that always cast a fly rod before you buy it and I would say if, if you are on that fence between a five and a six cast them both um, maybe with a couple of different lines but anyway we're, there, there's lots of podcasts in, in my back catalog about about uh, testing out fly rods so let's really stay focused in on this question five and six so here's my answer six weight my answer is a six weight and let me tell you why that is I think with a good six weight, you can do more because you have more you can do more because you have more what do you have more of well you have a little bit more strength you have a little bit of a more bold taper um, and you have a little bit more backbone in that fly rod now so here's the caveat though it cannot be an incredibly fast six weight you really lose out on the benefits of of having a versatile quintessential fly rod if your six weight is too fast. And I guess you could make the argument if I were to, you know, fall on this in a different way, which I've been pretty settled on this answer for a long time. But if somebody were to be a, a strong, staunch proponent of a five weight being the quintessential trout fly rod, then they would have to say, well, it can't be too soft. It can't be a, a medium to full flex five weight. And that's why I would say on, on where I land, that the six weight cannot be too stiff. You lose out on that versatility if it's a very, very stiff six weight. A very stiff six weight has a lot of benefits. and There's, there's a lot of great uses for it. Uh, but I, I want to make that clear that you can't just go out and buy any six weight and, and it be a versatile uh, fly ride. So I would say, again, a, a contemporary six weight with contemporary technology which is going to be very light in your hand my goodness a six weight today versus a six weight 25 years ago it you know if you've been fishing kind of consistently from that point to today you might not notice that much of a difference it's, but it is really impressive where the technology has brought us how light in hand a six weight feels. Um, I have some old six weights in my office that I have for decorations and I have a couple of old ones that I fish and you know they're between 30 and 50 years old and they are heavy. I mean, again, they're still like a you know two and a half or three ounce fly rod, but they're still they they feel heavy in hand. So contemporary technology with a medium fast action gives you a lot, and and some folks label their their fast rods as medium fast, and then they label their you know fast rods as ultra fast, and but a true medium flat, fast action that is going to have a nice moderate stroke. That's that's what we're looking for. What does that give you? Well, it gives you a couple of things. Because it's a six weight, you have the ability to cast slightly heavier stuff. Well, why stuff? Well, because you can cast slightly heavier flies. With a rod that has a backbone that is going to give you a little bit more power and it is going to have that strong um, butt section that flexes up into the middle, you're going to be able to cast heavier lines. You're going to cast things with aggressive tapers. And this gives you the opportunity to cast a line that is going to give you great distance. It's also going to give you the chance to cast a line that is going to be able to turn over a streamer that might be slightly larger than you would otherwise be able to turn over with a traditional tapered line on that six weight. Does that make sense? One more time. Having something that has a little bit more strength up into the midsection of the rod is going to allow you to turn over a fly line that is going to assist in turning over and presenting a little bit heavier of a fly. So if you were to use a normal tapered fly line on that very same rod, it might not have enough oomph to push over a you know a trout-sized articulated streamer or something with some dumbbell eyes. But the combination of a moderate fast medium fast action rod and a line suited for bigger flies, you're going to be able to do a little bit more than you would normally be able to do. And similarly, you'll be able to turn over some weighted lines. I have some great weighted lines that I pair with my six weights and they aren't the same as casting just a normal weight forward trout taper, but you're able to cast them and it's not it's not comical. It's not like trying to throw, um, a, you know, a, a, a weighted line on a two weight or something like that. You're able to make those casts with a real deliberate motion, and it's not in a way that's a nuisance over the course of a day. So, a a medium fast taper, six weight allows you to turn over some of those heavier lines and some of those more aggressive lines. But they also uh, allows you to turn over the heavier flies. So this is bigger streamers. And now they're they're modified streamers. They're not gonna be those giant, you know, two watt articulated numbers, but they're gonna be streamers and you're, you know, maybe even up to like size two. But certainly all of those fours and sixes, even if they have a lot of materials, even if they do have a, a sculpin head or some dumbbell eyes or some, some significant wire wrapping around the shanks of the hooks, you'll be able to make those casts. Now you can't cast them like you would a size you know, 14 dry fly, but with a very deliberate stroke and, and applying pressure in the right places, which comes with being an experienced caster, uh, even just with that particular fly rod, you're going to be able to do that no problem. But it, it isn't just that crazy streamer game we're talking about. We're all also able to cast nymph rigs with a, a little bit more efficiency so this is maybe two weighted flies maybe two two flies along with some weight crimped on to the the leader and that's going to be something where you're not just going to be lobbing it but you're going to actually be casting it i know there's a fine line there to actually make a like a real deal cast with with a, a, a leader that has three or four things that can get tangled on each other, but you're, you're able to make better casts or even with just a little bit of weight on there with a heavier rod. And the last thing I would add to the, the slightly heavier stuff is that you can throw poppers. So a, a six weight with a little bit of uh, strength in it, uh, medium fast action is going to allow you to fish some pretty good size bass flies. Now they're not going to be these giant Foam poppers—they're also not going to be big deer hair divers. But as far as getting the size of streamers and bass poppers and sliders out there to really be able to contend with some very very good fish, a uh, medium fast six weight is going to allow you to do that. So that diversifies your fishing um, in that way also. I know we're moving out of the, the the trout game, but if you're going to buy a really nice rod. Then it'd be awesome to have something that you're able to use in a different situation, uh, a different circumstance. So that's the first thing. It's also going to give you the backbone to fight bigger fish. Now this is one of those those deals where honestly, you know, I'm a proponent. If you know how to fight fish, it doesn't matter what rod you have. Now there are some things that are pretty stupid and you shouldn't do, and they're going to be dangerous to the fish. And you you may very well, um, you know, damage your reel or damage your rod or damage certainly lose flies and lose fish, but. You know, I think that a four, five, six weight, as long as you know how to fight fish, you're gonna be able to do it well. But if you have that hesitation about fighting bigger fish on a lighter rod, a, a good six weight, you're, you're not gonna have that problem. You're gonna be able to get into the biggest trout and, uh, and most warm water species that you can get into, and you're gonna be just fine. I mean, big carp, you're gonna be able to handle them, Without without a problem, but certainly you know 20 24 inch trout If you know how to fight a fish a six weight is going to have enough backbone to do that And to be able to do that where you can have some confidence about your your tackle But also that you're playing those fish uh, well enough that they're not going to be fatigued and, and worn out and all that At the same time I've been talking about all the great things that having a heavier rod can do, but having a six weight that still is that medium fast action that's contemporary technology which maintains usually a lot of sensitivity and some delicacy in the tip what that's going to allow you to do is make those fine presentations which you want i mean I, i'm thinking about uh some some of the rivers that i've fished in like the, the tva dam uh, uh rivers. so in arkansas for example you can be fishing a really deep run where you need that weighted line and you need that big streamer or that big nymph to get down deep fast. And you want to make that cast because it's a big river, the water's moving faster, and you want to be able to throw out you know 40 or 50 feet of heavy line and heavy fly. But then, whether it's necessitated because you haven't been catching anything down there or simply it tickles your fancy to tie on a little midge, you want to be able to quickly change out maybe your maybe just your fly or maybe your spool or reel and throw 50, 60 feet of a midge or a tiny blue wing olive or something like that. And having a six weight that has a delicate tip, That has some finesse in it, which again, so many do these days, you're able to make those fine presentations of dry flies under virtually every circumstance with the exception of hoppers and and some other terrestrials, as well as making fine presentations to spooky fish. You don't want that rod to be so fast and so aggressive that it it's difficult or cumbersome to make a cast where you can lay it down with a, a gentle presentation. Your line's not slapping the water. So there's enough delicacy for that. And then kind of on the other side of what I was talking about with fighting fish, I've heard so many people say, well, I don't want this heavy rod because I'm not going to be able to feel the fish. Okay. I get that. It's not as much fun to catch a 5 inch brook trout with a nine foot six weight. At the same time, if you're mostly targeting four inch brook trout, then you're, this conversation is conversation's not for you. Uh, if you just happen to catch four inch brook trout on the big rivers, well, first of all, congratulations that you're fishing a big enough river that has probably a natural reproducing population of brook trout in it. But secondly, for those eight to ten inch fish, what you're feeling as you're fighting that trout is not going to be a significant downgrade in in, from an experience perspective that you would be feeling if you were fishing that nine foot five weight. It's negligible. Um, If if you're used to fishing that four weight and feeling the the throb of that, that, uh, you know, six or eight inch fish and you switch to a, a little bit of a faster six weight. Yes, you are going to experience a little bit of a different, you know, kind of sensation. But at the end of the day, if you're you're breaking it down between a five and a six, it's not that big of a deal. Don't let that fool you. And if you're fishing again, contemporary technology, medium fast rod, not necessarily a super fast rod, uh, then then those fish are still going to put up a fight. Especially if you're in a in a decent sized river and they're not, you know, they have some place to run. If anything, it's better for the fish uh, that you're able to get them in a little bit quicker. So uh, there's enough delicacy for not just fine presentations, but for feeling even modestly sized fish. All right, the last things I would say is that it gives you flexibility with a, medium fast action six weight you have the ability to fish all of your traditional trout fishing so you are fishing dry flies you are fishing hopper dropper you are fishing uh conventional uh nymph rigs you're also fishing small streamers and doing this all on floating line whether it be a traditional trout taper taper or something um, a little bit different for distance or or um, maybe even a little bit of a heavier fly you're able to do all of those things all the normal trout stuff that uh, the vast majority of folks fish you can do that with. This rod and if anything you're going to be able to do it a little bit better with a six than a five because you have a little bit more power in your cast. Now what you can also do with the six weight in, in a little bit more of an efficient manner than you could if you were to even get a, a faster five weight is that you can fish dialed back modern streamers. And again, this is this is not my bread and butter. I do it when I I have to do it. It's just not my preferred way to to fish for trout. But if you want to fish those longer, articulated or weighted or just Mm. bulky, bushy streamers, because it is a great way to catch big fish, but of course you can catch big fish on midges, but that's for another conversation. If you want to fish that way, but you also want a rod that you can tie on a a more traditionally sized streamer or switch over to a dry fly right away, you're able to do that with a medium fast action six weight. It's going to be much, much harder on a medium fast action five weight. Um, and again, it, it, as you go up, the efficiency in which you fish a streamer is going to get easier. But if we're talking about all around quintessential, then you're, you're able to do it with some, some, some reason with a, uh, a good six weight. Similarly, as long as the rod's nine foot, which I would, I would, you know, say that, that that nine foot fly rod is, is the way to go because it gives you that casting distance. It gives you the fulcrum for fighting the fish and it gives you uh, the ability to mend well. Um, then you're able to do some kind of modified Euro nymphing. So just like you're not going to be able to throw streamers like you would, if you had a seven weight, you're not going to be able to fish Euro nymph rigs, um, tight line nymphing in the same way that you would, if you had an 11 foot rod, but you're able to extend that arm, elevate that arm, and maintain a good drift, and you still have enough um, power in the butt section to flip over uh, maybe a, a two fly rig with some weight or an indicator on it. You're able to it. It's not perfect, but you can do it. Um, but again, you know, if you really want to dial in your then get a your rod. If you really want to dial in, um, you know, contemporary streamer fishing, then get a, a seven or an eight weight. And it is what it is. And then, as I said before. This does give you the opportunity to go up into warm water. You can fish for bass, you can fish for panfish, you can fish for um, you know, light, you know, smaller uh, pike and uh another toothy fish like that, you can fish for carp, having a six weight that can throw those bigger, heavier flies is going to give you opportunities to to fish uh, in that manner. Again, with a few modifications, but it's not something that you're going to be able to do as easily as you step down in those weight categories. So, that's a lot of information. I'm talking pretty fast today. If you usually listen to me on one and a half speed, then you might need to dial that back to 1.25. But again, those are all categories that I would like you to think through as you are looking to invest in your first rod, looking to invest in your second rod, or looking to invest in that like premier fly rod. Um, I have had so many conversations back when I worked in a fly shop, even just um, you know in conversation these days through, through, through casting a cross, should I go five or go six? These are some of my thoughts, I've expressed them in, in various ways over the years, but here's kind of a concise picture of what I think about the five versus six debate. Now. My fly rod that I feel like fits this niche is my Sage uh, VPS um, and a nine foot six weight. And this was a graphite three rod. This was, I actually did a throwback review on this on the website relatively recently, but this was the um, uh, Sage taper. Like when you think of Sage in the 90s, this was that rod. Um, This was just the uh, after the generations kind of passed, this was that same technology, that same blank with lower quality, uh, components on it. And it's just a, a, a beauty to cast. And I can remember, uh, the first time I fished it switching from a like size two conehead olive woolly bugger to like a little size, uh, 16 bluing olive and just being so impressed with, with the versatility of this fly rod. And it's still one of the ones that I use today. If I feel like I'm going to be put in a situation where I am going to be primarily fishing dry flies and small nymphs, but I might need to throw a little bit of a heavier nymph rig or a streamer, I'll bring this rod immediately without even thinking about dropping down to like my eight and a half foot five weight. I have a couple of five weights that I just absolutely love. But if I am limited, then I think this is the way to go. Now, if you completely disagree with me, please don't reach out. No, I'm just kidding. Let me know. I know this might be a stereotype, but I would say that East Coast anglers probably air towards a five and Western folks kind of lean towards a six, but just, that's just a a general observation. But again, you you know, you can't go wrong and you, you can always figure it out. That's one of the great things about fly fishing. You can make do so easily. And uh, again, a lot of the minutia—it's just fun. I know some people; it drives them crazy. But I think it's a lot of fun to to think about these things, and especially if you're going to make a, a big purchase um, or you're advising somebody. It's not life or death, but it's worth thinking through the variables. All right, there you go. Five weight versus six weight debate has been settled. This week on Casting Across, first article is called "Grabbing the Right Forceps for Fly Fishing." Talk about minutia, but. You know you want a good pair of forceps so i talk about what i look for in a pair of forceps um and what i settled on you can read about in grabbing the right forceps for fly fishing and the 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 crux of this article is the same thing like you can get a decent pair of forceps for five bucks and they're going to last you for a while but for maybe five or ten more dollars you can get some that have a couple of features and they are going to be put together very well Uh, so definitely worth it in my mind to just find the right forceps for your uh, clipping on your vest or or on your pack because they can do a whole lot more than just uh, crimp barbs and pull hooks out of fish mouths and then the Wednesday article was called getting the value out of your new fly rod now this is this is humor it was an attempt at humor let's put it that way but a lot of people read it in the the last couple days Uh, so hopefully they found it entertaining and they didn't think it was serious but uh It just goes through kind of the things that you do with your fly rod even before you catch a fish and how satisfying all those things are. I think we've all bought a fly rod, brought it home, assembled it, and wiggled it in our living room. Now, can you assign a dollar value to that? Probably not, but in this article, I did. So check that out if you are at all interested. All right, so this week's recommendation on the podcast is a book. Hopefully you are reading about fly fishing, not just listening to me talk about fly fishing. But this book is called uh, Fishing a Highland Stream, and this is by a gent named uh, John Inglis Hall. John Inglis, not Ingles, but John Inglis Hall. And uh, this book was actually a cool little story about how I came across it. Uh, I was on my way into Boston to get on a flight, and my flight was delayed, and so I thought, well, instead of staying in the airport like a chump, I'm going to go into the city and uh, just get some food and uh, go to a used bookstore that I like. So I went into the used bookstore, and there was all of the, the usual suspects of a trout Fishing bookshelf. And then I saw this little book called Fishing a Highland Stream and uh, picked it up. It was a hardback, cool little dust jacket. Uh, flipped through a couple pages um, and thought, you know what, for 10 bucks, or whatever, I'll take this on the flight. Um, I loved it. It was a great little book. It has probably one of my favorite things about uh, fly fishing literature is that I think people understand that to really get somebody to buy into a book about them fishing as opposed to uh, um, the the reader fishing. So, you know, I want to know about me fishing, to be be honest with you. Um, I want to think more about me fishing. But for somebody to tell you about them fishing, they really have to sell you on a sense of place. Uh, The the German critical scholars call it the Sitz im Leben, the sense of place. So in reading this book, I got to know um, the the, the River Trim, which I'm probably not reading pronouncing properly in the scottish highlands i got to know about the little village the little pubs um the little inns that this this angler fished out of it's just just a pleasurable little read uh i don't think it's in print at, at present but uh today i hopped on amazon you can get a hard copy for like 23 or 24 bucks and uh i would definitely check that out and you know what if you buy a used book you never know what you're gonna find someone's business card's gonna be in there some notes are in there it's just a lot of fun so check out fishing a highland stream I'll put a link to uh, that book's listing on Amazon on the podcast page on castingacross.com. And uh, real quick, last last note before I sign off, uh, just in a real appreciative of the listenership, how many folks tuned in for last week's podcast. I talked about some stuff that's a little different, but at the same time, just some great, great feedback and some great uh, numbers, whatever that's worth. And so I do appreciate it. Again, uh, I do this. A lot for me, but also a lot for you. And So knowing that you're listening and uh, that folks leave reviews and uh, that I get emails, uh, that's just fantastic. So, again, I'm not an expert on fly fishing literature or forceps or six weights versus five weights, but I appreciate you taking what I say and doing something with it. It really does mean a lot. So thanks for listening to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast. Please subscribe in your favorite podcast app and rate the podcast in iTunes. Then head over to castingacross.com where you'll find more info on this podcast and three posts a week on the people, places, and things that go into the pursuit of fish.